Hallelujah, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise today. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. And we thank you, almighty God, for being with us today, watching over us, and keeping us throughout the night and today. Father, we thank you, almighty God, for all that you do in our lives. Lord, we ask today that you go before us in this word and you be with us and help us to understand this word and how it pertains to our lives today. Help us, Lord, to learn from this word, to utilize this word, to keep our feet on the right path and to help others, Lord, also to do so the same. Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for all things, all things that you do for us, Lord, and for everyone. We thank you, Almighty God, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the air that you allow us to breathe and the food that you set before us, the water to drink. Father, thank you. Thank you, Almighty God. Amen. Amen. This we pray in the name of Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Okay, everyone. I might be a little raspy today. I'm just getting up. And, um, <clears throat> I seem to have a lot of phlegm in my system, but eventually it'll work its way out. So, <clears throat> saying with that said, so you'll know the reason why I sound kind of foggy, uh, we are going to get started. We left off in Kings, uh, Kings 18. Um, this was Second Kings chapter 18. Okay, we are in the book of Kings, and as you can see, most of the kings um, were wicked and evil in the eyes of the Lord. There was uh, very few that were not, and most of the ones that were not was from the uh, Judah kingdom. Okay, so let's get started <clears throat> in the third year of Hosea son of Allah king of Israel Hezekiah son of Ahaz king of Judah began to reign he was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years his mother's name was Abijah, daughter of uh, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. He removed the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the asphalt poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made 
for up to that time the Israelites have been burning incense to it. It was called Nehustin. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, and there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He kept the commands the Lord had given Moses, and the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. From watchtower to fortified city, he defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory. In King, Hezek- in King Hezekiah's fourth year, which was the seventh year of Hosea, son of Allah, king of Israel. Shalmazer, king of Assyria, marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. At the end of the three years, the Assyrians took it. So Samaria was captured in Hezekiah's sixth year, which was the ninth year of Hosea, king of Israel. The king of Assyria deported Israel to Assyria and settled them in Hala to Gazan on the Harbor River and in towns of the Medes. This happened because they had not obeyed the Lord their God, but had violated his covenant. All that Moses had all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. They never listened to the commands nor carried them out. In the 19th year of King King Hezekiah's reign, uh, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all fortified cities of Judah and captured them. So Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish. I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. And I will pay whatever you demand of me. The king of Assyria exacted from Hezekiah, king of Judah, three hundred talents of silver, and thirty talents of gold. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace. At this time, Hezekiah, king of Judah, stripped off the gold with which he had covered the doors and the doorposts of the temple of the Lord and gave it to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria sent his supreme commander, his chief officers, and his field commanders with large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. They came up to Jerusalem and stopped at the Adak of the upper pool 
on the road to the washman's field, and they call for the king. Alakam, son of Hilka, the palace administrator, Sibana, the secretary, and Joan, son of Asva, the recorder, went out to them. The field commander said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have strategy and military strength, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look now, you are depending on Egypt. That splendid reed of a staff, which, which pierces a man's hand and wounds him if he leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. And if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, You must worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you two thousand horses. If you can put riders on them, how can you repulse one officer of least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen. Furthermore, have I come to attack and destroy this place without word from the Lord? The Lord himself told me to march against the country and destroy it. Then Echelim, son of Hilkah, and Sheban, uh, Sheb, now, and Joah said to the field commander, Please speak to your servant in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. But the commander replied, Was it only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things? And not to the man sitting on the wall, who, like you, will have to eat their own filth and drink their own urine. Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you from my hand. <clears throat> Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, the Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hands of King Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then every one of you will eat from his own vine and fig tree, and drink water from your own cestus. 
until I come and take you to a land like your like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vine, vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey. Choose life and not death. And do not listen to Hezekiah, for he is misleading you when he says, The Lord will deliver us. Has the God of any nation ever delivered his hand, his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Hena and Iva, have they rescued Samaria from my hand? And who of all the gods of these countries has been able to save his land from me? How then can the Lord deliver Israel from my hand? <clears throat> but the people remained silent and said nothing in reply because the king had commanded, do not answer him. Then Elkam, son of Hilkanah, the palace administrator, Shebana, the secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder, went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. <clears throat> now, you know, this reminds me of people today. They have so much power. And because certain things happen in their favor, they think that, oh, you know, I, this was ordained. This was destined to happen. No, that's not the case. And then they get really bullheaded. And they get overly confident. And we all know what happens when you get overly confident. Uh, usually something or someone takes a pin and sticks in that hot balloon and sets the air out of it. And sometimes if it's really bad, that balloon will just burst, right? So let's see what happens to this commander who's basically boasting and bragging. Chapter 19. When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Elkin, the, uh, the palace administrator, Sibina, the secretary, and the leading priest, all wearing sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace. As when clothes come, as when children come to the point of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear all the words of the field commander, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God, and that he will rebuke him for word the Lord your God has heard. Therefore pray for the remnant that still survives. When King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, 
Tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard. Those words which the underlings of the king of Assyria has blasphemed me. Listen, I am going to put such a spirit in him that when he hears a certain report, he will return to his own country, and there I will have him cut down with the sword. When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Libna. Now, Sennacherib received a report that Turka, the, the Cushite king of Egypt, was marching out to fight against him. So, he again sent messengers to Hezekiah with this word. Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of, <coughs> excuse me, the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard what the king of Assyria has done to all the country destroying them completely and well you and will you be delivered did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by the forefathers deliver them the gods of Gosen, Horan Rezeph and the people of Eden who were in Tel Azar. Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Saffron, or of Hena, or Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the messenger and read it, and then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubims, you alone are God above. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words of the Sennacherib, his sent to insult the living God. Is it true, O Lord, that the Assyrian king has laid waste of these nations and their lands? And they have thrown their gods into fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fastened by man's hands. Now, O Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you alone. O Lord, our God. Now, I want to say something here. Uh, <laughs> you know, did I say this to people all the time. Most things on the face of the earth is made by man. There are some things that have been made by God. 
What things are they? Well, look around you. The things that you that people take for granted, basically. Human beings is the biggest one. Animals. Trees. The air we breathe. The water we drink. The sunshine. Night and day. The seasons. Man doesn't make any of that. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't it astounding? But the things that man gets upset over and kills each other over or kills themselves over is man-made stuff. Money, houses, cars. Right? All this stuff is man-made. Politics. He said, she said, nonsense. This is why I, we have to get ourselves together. This is why it's so important that we read the words. So we see, <clears throat> we see for real what is important and what is fluff. The Lord is telling them right here. What man makes is nothing. I could put that together in the blink of an eye. Okay, let's move on. <clears throat> then Isaiah, son of Amma, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I have heard your prayer concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against him. The virgin's daughter of Sion despises you and the, mocks you. The daughter of Jerusalem tosses her head as, as you flee. Who, uh, who, is, uh, who is it? You have insulted and blasphemed. Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have reaped insults on the Lord. And you have said, with my many chariots, I have ascended to the heights of the mountains, the uttermost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars, the choices of its pines, and I have reached its uttermost parts, the finest of its forests, and have dug wells in foreign lands and dug the waters there. With the soles of my feet, I have dried up all the streams of Egypt. Their people drain of power are dismay and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you stay and when you come and go, and how you range against me, because you range against me and your insolence have reached my ears. I will put my hook in your nose and put my bite in your mouth and I will make you return by the way you came. This will be the sign 
for you. Oh, Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself. And the second year what springs from that. But in the third year shall sow and reap. Plant vineyards and eat their fruits. Once more a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. And by the way that he came, he will return. <clears throat> he will not enter this city. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. That night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death a hundred and eighty-five thousand men in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nivea and stayed there. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god, Nishra, his son, Adramalek, and Shizer cut him down with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Arak. That the Estrahadron, his son, and, and Estrahazan, his son, succeeded him as king. So everything the Lord predicted would happen, happened to this uh, king. Again, he inflated himself so much that he inflamed the Lord. He made the Lord mad. And you don't want to get the Lord mad because now you're in trouble. So at first, he received what seemed to be blessings from the Lord when he took uh, Israel. Now remember, Israel had ten tribes. Okay? The other two tribes were in Judah. Hezekiah had the other two tribes. Okay, so he had already uh, walked off with 10 of the tribes and he just thought, oh, well, I got them. The Lord's going to let me have these others. No, not so. Not after you puffed up and blew your mouth off and, and talked and you didn't even think for one minute why Judah was still existing. Did you even bother to check to see if this king was under wickedness or was he under the Lord? See, this is what I tell people every day. Know who you're talking to. Know who you're dealing with. 
Test the waters. If someone that you know is talking God, 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 check that person out. Is God really with that person? And if he is, you better be very, 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 very careful at what you say and what you do around them. Those are God's anointed and chosen. Okay? All right. Let's move on now. We're in chapter 20 of 2 Kings. I've got a lot of issues going on here this morning, but I rebuke each and every one of them in the name of Jesus. I command all of these things to remove themselves in Jesus' name. All coughing and hawking, all stiffness and aches in the name of Jesus, leave. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Almighty God. Father, I give you the praise and honor and glory. I give this body over to you this morning, Lord. And I ask you, Almighty God, to have your way, Lord. Have your way, Father. Remove all ailments from this body and heal in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for doing these things. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, everyone. I had to um, divert for a few minutes here. <clears throat> now, let's get back to this word. We are on Second uh, Kings chapter 20, okay? In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. Now the prophet Isaiah, son of Hamas, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order, because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah returned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion. And have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly before Isaiah had left the middle court. The word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. This is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. And I will heal you. And on the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord, and I will add 15 years to your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is wonderful. And I will deliver you and this city from the hands of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. See, if you notice, whenever he's talking to the following kings, he does it for the sake of his servant, David. David was awesome. And this young man here, out of all the kings after David, 
followed the closest behind David, including, I think, uh, uh, Solomon, David's own son. Uh, I think he was closer uh, in following because he did all that the Lord said. He took down, he's the only one that took down the high places. I might be I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's the only one that took down the high places. All the others uh, followed in the Lord's footsteps, the few, but they left up the high places. But he didn't. He tore them all down and started fresh, basically, um, and made the people atone to the laws of God. And so, you know, being this kind of person, the Lord extended his years of life. Uh, I can really understand that because um, I myself um, was given life again. Um, I have told my story many times, uh, but I was dead several years back uh, in the year 19... 1998, in October, uh, I was in a car accident, and I was pronounced dead at the scene. And I left here and went to another place, a place that I now know was um, the Garden of Eden, and was given life again. I came back after being pronounced dead in the car, uh, one of the MTs that came late, walked up to the car and yelled out, this, she's alive, and the other guy said, no, no, she's dead. Imagine hearing that. And uh, so I pulled my arm up out of the wreckage, and they saw my arm, and they came, and they uh, used the jaws of life and cut me out of the car and took me up in the helicopter. Um, at, at which time I died 13 more times, or I should say 12 more times, between there and at the hospital. So I do understand what this man is saying. And um, God gave him more life, gave him 15 more years. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is merciful. God is loving. So, my heart goes out to this man because, you know, he was lined up right with the Lord. For the Lord to do this, he had to be. And when I hear uh, God does these things for the sake of David, his son, it really touches me because I love the story of David. David is my one of my favorite story, I should say, in the uh, in the Bible, really. Le uh, David followed after the Lord with all his heart, and danced before the Lord with all his heart. <laughs> okay, um, let's get back to the word. Um. Uh, Then Isaiah said, prepare a potence of fig, 
They did so and applied it to the boil, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What will be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah said, This is the Lord's sign to you, that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps? Or shall it go back ten steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward ten steps, said Ezekiah. Rather have it go back ten steps. Then the prophet Isaiah said upon the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back the ten steps. It has gone down to the stairway of Ahaz. At that time, Mediodak Baldan, son of Baldan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah, uh, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Now Hezekiah received the messages and showed them all that was his uh, storehouse. The silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine oil. His, his armory and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show him. Then Isaiah the prophet went to the king Hezekiah and said, Why did, the, why did these men say, and where did they come from? What did these men say, and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied. They came from Babylon. The prophet asked, what did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There is nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come. When everything in this palace and all that your fathers have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon, nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood that will be born to you will be taken away and they will become Enoch's in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord um, the word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied. For he thought, will there not be peace and security in my lifetime? As for the other events of Hezekiah's reign, all his achievements, and how he made the, the pool and the tunnel by which he brought water into the city, are they not written in the books of the annuals of the king of Judah? Hezekiah rested with his fathers, and Mezanah, his son, success, succeeded him as king. Uh, this wasn't so much a punishment as it was um, uh, like a foreseeing of what was coming in the future. Okay? Um, I I, he was very happy that he was given 15 more years of life. 
And so he was, he was, you know, overjoyed. And so when messengers came, he was like, yes. And the, you know, uh, and the, basically, and the Lord's, did this and this, and we have this and we have this. And, you know, being so, excuse me, being so happy, he was showing these things off to people. And the Lord was showing him these same people that you're showing these things off to. They will remember this and they will come back later when you're not here. And they will take these things and they will take your family. And they will go off with them. Which is a good lesson in itself. Even when the Lord does things for you. Don't go out and boast about them. And show them off. And keep those things to yourself. The Lord gave them to you. You can basically say yes. The Lord was very good to me. But you don't need to show everybody. Everything that the Lord has given you, has done for you. Because instead of it being a help, it might turn out to be a curse later. So be careful. Only show the things that are relevant to the situation. Not everything. Okay, let's move on. Messiah was, uh, chapter 21, uh, Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. His mother's name was Hephzibah, uh, yeah. He did evil, uh, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the attachable practice of the nation the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. See? Here we go again. Who was raising this kid? Because the father was walking before the Lord. Why is it that the child came behind the father, did not do the same thing. Somewhere, somewhere, something was going on. You have to keep a close watch of what is going on in your household so that the next generation will come up the way they should. And here is a fine example. And this is why it's so important to teach your children. Raise them up the way you will have them to go. If the word is in you, then the word needs to be in your children. I'm not saying beat your children down, but know that they know the word. Know that they know as much as you know. And interest them to push further, to want to know more. Okay? All right, let's continue. Um, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He built the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. 
He also erected altars to Baal and made an asper pole, as Ahab, king of Israel, had done. He bowed down to all the starry, the starry hosts and worshipped them. Stars. He's bowing down to the stars. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had, of which the Lord had said. In Jerusalem, I will put my name in both courts of the temple of the Lord. He built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his own son in the fire, practiced sorcery and divination, and consulted mediums and spirits. He just did the complete opposite of his father. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord and provoked him to anger. He took the gray, uh, the carved asphalt pole he had made and put it in the temple of which the Lord had said to David and to his son Solomon, in this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelites wander from them, from land I gave their forefathers. If only they will be careful to do everything I command them and keep the whole law that my servant Moses gave them. But the people did not listen. Mezanah led them astray so that they did not, so that they did more evil than the nation the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord said through his servants, the prophets, Mezanah, king of Judah, has committed these detestable sins. He has done more evil than the Amorites, than the Amorites who preceded him and has led Judah into sin with his idols. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am going to bring such disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. I will stretch out over Jerusalem the meaning line and the, the measuring line used against Samaria and the plumb line used against the horses of Ahab. And I will wipe out Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and hand them over to their enemies. They will be looted and plundered by all their foes because they have done evil in my eyes and have provoked me to anger for the day their forefathers came out of Egypt until this day. Moreover, Mezna also shed so much innocent blood that he fouled Jerusalem from end to end, besides the sin that he had cursed Judah to commit, so that they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. As for the other events of Mezanah reign, and all he did, including the sins he committed, are they not written in the book of the annuals of the kings of Judah? Mezanah rested with his father and was buried in the place in the palace garden, the garden of Yusa, 
and Ammon his son succeeded him as king. Now Ammon was 22 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. His mother's name was Meshulamith, daughter of Karus, and she was from Jokbath. And he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his father Mesna had done. He walked in all the ways of his father. He worshipped the idols his father had worshipped and bowed down to them. He forsook the Lord, the God of his fathers, and did not walk in the way of the Lord. Ammon's official conspired against him and assassinated the king in his palace. Then the people of the land killed all who had plotted against King Ammon, and they made Joah, uh, Josiah his son king in the palace. As for the other events of Ammon's reign and what he did, as they uh, are they not written in the annuals of the kings of Judah? He was buried in his grave in the garden of Yusa, and Josiah, his son, succeeded him as king. Very short reign. Okay, now we are in chapter 22. Josiah was eight years old, eight years old, when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jediah, daughter of Adajah. She was from Bozakath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the 18th year of his reign, King Josiah sent the secretary, Saphron, son of, son of Azalah, the son of Meshulam, to the temple of the Lord. And he said, Go up to Hilkah, the high priest, and have him get ready the money that has been brought into the temple of the Lord. When the doorkeepers had collected from the people, have them entrusted to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple, and have these men pay the workers who repair the temple of the Lord. The carpenters, the builders, and the masons also have them purchase timber and dressed stones to repair the temple. But they need not account for the money entrusted to them because they are acting faithfully. Hilkah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the secretary, I have found the book of law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Saphron who read it, and then Saphron the secretary went to the king and reported to him, Your officials have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the workers and supervisors at the temple. Then Saphron the secretary informed the king, Hilkah, the priests have given me a book, and Saphron read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the Lord, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkah, the priest, Ahakim, son of Saphron, 
Akbar, son of Mitchka. Shafran, secretary in Ashia, the king of attendant. Asaya, king of attendant. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because our fathers have not obeyed the word of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written there concerning us. Hilkah the priest and Akron, Akabor, Shaphran and Isaiah, Isaiah, yeah, went to speak to the prophetess Hulda, who was the wife of Shulam, son of Tikva, the son of Harhash, keeper of wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the second district. She said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, tell the men who sent you to me. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring disaster on who I'm going to bring disaster on this place and its people according to everything written in the book the king of Judah has read. Because they have forsaken me and buried incense, burned incense to other gods, and provoked me to anger by all the idols their hands have made. My anger will burn against his place and will not quench. Tell the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the word you heard. Because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I had spoken against this place and its people, that they would become accursed and laid waste, and because you tore your robes and wept in my presence. I have heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I am going to bring on this place. So they took her answer back to the king. Okay, so we're going to stop here today, but you see what happens to the generation. Two generations have passed since King Helkana, uh, and neither his son or his son, Helkana's uh, son and his son, did not do as the Lord uh, requested of them. Instead, they put back up the high places and did all this stuff. Now, here it is, the, the uh, great-grandson of Helka realizes, oh my goodness, we have not been following the book. The book was put away in the temple and no one else thought about it anymore. Okay? Think about it today, people. This happens all the time. People teach the word to one generation. The book gets put up on the shelf and stays there. 
even today in our own households. How many people take the books down off the shelves, off the table, and read it every day? And read it to their families. Take time with your families and read the word so that you're all on the same page. And the next generation knows what is going on. Not many, not many. And many of us today, including myself, struggle with this situation because of the laws and because of society. We struggle with these things. And of course, we know these that's done purposely by the adversary to keep uh, you from continuing in the faith. But we have to go against that curve and we have to fight. It is important that we get across to the next generation how important it is to recognize and serve the Lord God Almighty. Okay, everyone, that is uh, our reading for today. I hope it was a blessing. Remember, look after your families. Make sure they know that God is God. There is no other God. There is just God. He is the Almighty. He has created and made everything in this world. Everything that counts. Everything that's going to allow you to live and live in peace. Okay? All right, everyone. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word before us that you spoke out today in our Noah's. Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for the wisdom that came across. And we ask, O Lord, that you continue to teach us and continue to help us to understand and be able to pass this word along to others, Lord, that it will be a help to them and especially to our families. Father, we give you all praise and honor and glory for all that you do in our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, Yeshua Mashiach, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I hope that you tune in again tomorrow. Have a blessed evening. This is Minister Macmillan saying good night. Mm-hmm.